This is the Pastor and the Guy Next Door, podcast number 39. Good evening, I'm your host, Pastor Simon Chapel, and the other handsome fellow is my next-door neighbor, Bill Wall. Join us as we hang out in Bill's den. This week we talked about improving ourselves. Live. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning, Bill. How are you? I am well. Are you bettering well. yourself? <laughs> Is that what we're going to pretend to talk about? Well, today? we can try. <laughs> you got your coat rack there. Actually, yes, yes, I have been. Uh, I have been attempting to better myself. Uh, you. Last time we got together, you shamed me. Shamed me. Oh, you were going to bring your. A kettlebell. kettlebell. Well, or... I, did I promise I was going to bring that? Yeah, the 20-pounder. Oh, you said you okay. had two of them. Well, maybe I'll pop home the break and, and, and bring it. Okay, uh, that sounds like a deal. So you were you were talking about, uh, you weren't trying to shame me, but, but you effectively did. You were talking about jump rope. So I have been digging my jump rope out. I noticed. I have, I have jump roped uh, and also been doing my kettlebells, uh, swings and get-ups and... Uh, jump rope and taking several walks at the park so I have been trying to better myself well Lisa and I took a four and a half mile walk yesterday out into the country ah very you good know, we're, we're two blocks from the country Pensy from here. recent pictures of cows well yesterday I saw more cows than I did human beings <clears throat> yes the brown cow the brown cow yes. that I hope to see when safe at home is over with at a picnic Yes, <laughs> grilled medium. Well, in, in some shape or form, or you know, some degree of being cooked. Yes, you know, it's quite a handsome cow. It will make a lovely burger. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Do you like bacon on your burgers and cheese? Uh, I am a put everything on it. Pickles. If if other people are offering, I say put everything on it. If it's just me. Um, I, I'm too lazy to put all that. But if somebody else is offering to put it on, uh, I say go for it. I'll, I'll eat a burger with everything. If it's sitting in front of you. Yes. Um, so if I'm at a store or something, well, back in the day, uh, people would say, what would you like on? And I'd say everything. All of the above. Yeah, I, I want the everything option. All of the above. Go for it. Oh, yeah. You always know it's a good burger. When you pick it up and the juice runs down your forearms from your wrist. Yeah. Um, or if you you get a slight cramping in your jaw when you're trying to open your mouth wide enough to eat it. Oh, have you seen? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good burger. Bettering myself, I flip through the channels and I occasionally will hit the food channel. Uh, there is a show called... Something drive-ins, dives, drive-ins, and something else. Mm -hmm. And some of these burgers, it's like, I do know some people with really big mouths. 
but I don't know if that will fit. Yeah, of course we don't we don't have a TV, but on occasions when we if we stay at a hotel, um, first thing we do is go f- flipping through the channels looking for the Food Network. <laughs> <laughs> or do it yourself. I like uh, uh, main cabin builders because I like cabins. And I absolutely love the scenery. All the scenery is based around a lake. And up in Maine, a lot of lakes. A lot of trees. A lot of snow. A lot of fireplaces. I bet you a lot of people in New York now wish they were in Maine. Probably. According to news, a lot of people in New York are uh, beating feet down to Florida. So... (laughs) Well, yeah, that's because the tax is not this thing that's going around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the taxes would, would drive most people out of New York. You know, we're so fortunate out here, we have the freedom to roam. We do. I was thinking about, I think there's 20 houses on our huge block. Our block is probably twice the size of most city blocks. Yeah, it's a pretty good size. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, okay... You take four and a half times 20, and that is about 110 people in this block. But now I know for a fact that in three houses, except when we get the years, yours bumps up the curve a little bit. Yeah, sorry there's two that. people, and then you get the years is five, and then I think from the rest up, it's two people. Yeah. And then around the corner, I think it's maybe one, one, you know, which is not very de- uh, populated, densely populated. You take something a, an area this size in New York make it 20 to 50 mm. stories high oh yes and three in a small apartment yes that's a lot of people that's a lot a lot of people <clears throat> yes um, one of the reasons I've never cared to be a city dweller oh yeah you know when I was young it was exciting for maybe a weekend or a week then I'll take that back a week is too long we used to go to markets in Minneapolis, Chicago. We were in Dallas once, Los Angeles a couple times, Las Vegas a lot. You get out to Las Vegas, that's kind of spread out because these hotels are absolutely huge and they have right. a lot of shops and pools and restaurants. And you got to have a lot of parking. So that, yeah, there's the, And a lot of gambling, not, you know. That's true. When you're in Las Vegas, big hotels will offer everything you could possibly want so you don't leave the hotel and you can't do all your gambling there. But that was a good place to go people watch. Oh, I bet it was. <laughs> you yeah, saw. That would be some prime people watching right there. Oh, my gosh. Even better than an airport. Better than an airport. <laughs> yeah, I'm a compulsive people watcher, so it's one of the reasons that uh, my... My wife uh, takes me to a mall or, or something like that. I, I don't complain too bad. It's like, yeah, I'm going to be people watching. <laughs> I wonder how many of those people, and from my memory, not very many, tried to better themselves. I remember one gal. She must have been my age, mid-60s, maybe even her 70s. Smoking a cigarette with oxygen <laughs> yeah. in front of the slot machines. <clears throat> I guess she tried to better herself financially. 
Yeah, but it doesn't work like that. The house always wins. That's what they say about uh, gambling. Well, they don't build those big hotels and pay all those people and property taxes by giving money away. That's right. Those buildings are not free. Oh, no, no, no. And they, yeah, so they go 24 they hours a day when they're building them. So yeah. they get them up and, and going because every day they're behind schedule, they're losing money. Right. Many years ago, one of our first trips to Las Vegas, they were building the Mirage, which in the front has a, a waterfall with a volcano in it. As one does. They all do, don't they? <laughs> anyway, uh, a cab driver was telling me, now, hotels and everything, I can't remember if this has been 20 years ago. Whenever they were building that, the cost of that one building was more than some of the budgets of small countries. It was, I think, a hundred million dollars, and we thought, "Oh my goodness, what you know, what a cost!" And I can't remember the figure, but I'm going to throw this out. I think it cost them five thousand to ten thousand dollars every time they shot off that volcano. Wow! Uh. And it pays for itself. And then there's Caesar's Palace. They have this walk, have this uh, mobile sidewalk like an escalator, a, mm -hmm. a conveyor belt that takes you in, but it's really hard to find your way out of that place. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, I, I suppose they, they, want you, they want you to be able to get in really easily, but, but it's hard to get out. I've, I've heard people say the same thing about uh, IKEA stores. Uh, they're easy to get into, but it's hard to find your way out. <laughs> oh, yeah. They don't want you to leave. <laughs> they want you to leave by the cash register. Uh, yes, yes, uh, laden with stuff. I remember the stuff is important. Oh, lots unless of stuff. you're Marie Kondo. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, she's. You, are you? Have you heard of her? No, I haven't. Oh, That's okay. why I just said, "Oh, okay." <laughs> she's a a Japanese lady who teaches. It's not quite minimalism, but it, it's close to minimalism. That uh, you you should. Keep your stuff very organized and have the least amount of stuff that is necessary to, to live a happy life. Does not fit well with American um, retail philosophy. No. <laughs> not at all. You know, and when I go out and purchase things, I want them to last. So I don't care if I spend a little, a few more dollars. And uh, no, that, that's different. The, the American, the, the American retail philosophy I'm talking to is you buy lots. Right. I completely agree with if you're going to buy something and if you need it, buy something that's good. Right. Well, look behind you. I have an iron that's a hundred years old, and you I can still use it. And the lantern, the kerosene lantern. Right. Yeah. So when I. I, I don't have many tools, but nearly all of the ones that I have uh, are made in, whenever possible, are made in the USA. Yeah, we have talked about tools. When I had the store, and I would do a lot of things like putting up shelving units or whatever. I would need a pliers, or I would need a hammer. It's like, oh, okay, my hammer's at home, 
So I would go half a, half a block to the hardware store, put it in my account here, you bet. And they'd send me the bill at the end of the month. I have more tools. I have duplicate tools because I didn't want to come home and go right. back. Well, you, you can't abandon the store in the middle of shopping. Right, right. Because you never know. Oh, yeah, he just went home to get his uh, needle nose pliers or his wrench or his hammer or his... Well, yeah. one thing I only, I only had one was the uh, electric drill, which was battery-operated. Okay. Yep, I, I have one as well. So I've always... Uh, in well, before I came to this country, it was it was popular to try to buy British, and so always look for the made in England or made in the UK uh, on the on the packaging. So when I came to this country, well, I looked for the made in America or made in USA, and you know nothing against Chinese people. I I like Chinese people, but I like if Chinese I'm buying food. and and I I love their food. Uh, and if you've never listened to the Monty Python song, uh, I Love Chinese, you need, to, you need to listen to that. I'll have to Google that. <laughs> but uh, I, for as long as I've been over here buying things, if I possibly can, I'll, I'll buy American. If I, if I have a choice between American and non-American, I'll always buy the, the American. Now, you know there's always countries that have special things, like the Swiss Army Knife. I yes. have one of those. Well, okay, my okay I have a Swiss Army knife. Okay, but see that that was given to me probably forty years ago. Behold, my Swiss Army knife. Oh yeah, yours is well, just I a got, little baby. Well, I got a bigger one at home, and, okay. then, and then I've got a buck knife. Now that is made in the USA. Oh yeah, because so, you never know when you're going to have to to take care of a buck. Yeah, well that's true. Um, yeah, Victorian Ox Swiss made stainless. Yep. I'll put it away so that I don't hurt myself. Well, that's a good thing. But I've been carrying a pocket knife since I was <coughs> quite young. And I only cut myself a few times. <laughs> you know, I uh, always wondered, why didn't my dad carry a, a pocket knife? And then, being at the store, you'd get freight in. Well, where's the box opener? Where's, you know, the paper cutter? Where's... So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to get a knife. Mm -hmm. So... I have these knives that work. Well, and the, and the, the, the small Swiss Army knife like I have, uh, that I, I mean, if you've heard the term everyday carry, that's my everyday carry. I carry that thing every every day. Uh, if I'm wearing something with pockets, I'm carrying that Swiss Army knife. And it's got a screwdriver on it as well, so I, it's working in IT. If you ever need to do something with your, your computer, um, it's the, that Screwdriver is a perfect size for dealing with the small screws on computers. You need to take your computer apart for some reason? I can do it. <laughs> I don't have to wait for for tech support to get there. No, I'll, I'll, I'll have it apart by the time you guys get there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be poking at it, and they know I'll do it, so they get there really quick. Unless unless they're having coffee. Uh, no, because they don't, they don't want me messing with the inside of the computer. So, But they know that I'm taking it apart, so they, they race over to help. Well, that, you know, that's, <laughs> that's a good way to poke the bear. Yes. Oh, I, I like poking uh, uh, the bear where I several of I had several places I worked. I had good friends in the, uh, the tech support area, and they I'd walk past them while they were working on somebody's computer. I go, "You fixing it or breaking it?" Because <laughs> it looks about the same. Oh yeah, <laughs> you pull things apart. It's like a mechanic. It's a, I look and watch what they're doing. 
And of course, their their fingernails they're really in bad shape, and their hands are cracked. And there's you know they wash their hands, but they can't get the grease that's embedded in in the cracks out because the cracks yeah. are so deep. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this that or turn on your car. Oh, this is what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They can they can tell just by listening. Um, and I remember and. You know, there's some truth to this. I've I've done similar things, but there was I was reading a story about one guy, and he he was a startup, an early startup back in the uh, the kind of dot com boom days, and they used to keep the servers. They didn't keep them in a separate room. They kept the servers near the programmers, and they didn't have many programmers. They they were a very small startup, uh, and somebody asked, well, why did you keep the servers near? So we could listen to them, because they could tell the load on the server from the speed of the fans, because the fans speed up when the when the computers get hot, and the computers get hot the more work it's doing. So as the computer heated up, the fan speed would increase, and they could hear whether what load the server was under. Ah. <laughs> so then they would know. Okay, we we maybe need to start another one up or or, or do something. But that was that was a way they could. Just without even having to look at anything or concentrate on anything, they they would just periodically listen to the fan speed and know what how busy the site was. Well, that sounds logical. And and, and it works. I I can tell on uh, some of my computers when they're really working hard, like laptops. The fans don't kick in that often, but when they do kick in, okay, you're you're really you're really doing some work. Um, or uh, on the desktop I have the, the, the fans always going but it goes at a different speed and so if I know if a background process is kicked in because suddenly the fan just starts like it's trying to take off uh, like an airplane I'm like oh okay <clears throat> that kicked in so I don't even need to look it's just yeah I just know well you know what Simon computer talk is really boring <laughs> to me because I don't know anything about it <laughs> thanks Bill you're supposed to sit there and <laughs> You're I'm just sitting sit here not in my I just know all kinds of things from being you. very politely bored. <laughs> all right, well, let's get back to bettering ourselves. Okay. Apparently, bettering you is not going to involve computers in any way. Well, there it may, because I do have the time now to look at my phone and figure something out. Okay. I spend more time on my phone than I do with the computer in the other room. But there are, I can better myself with some art things, but there again, I need to better myself first with my camera and take that chip, put it into the computer, take the pictures onto a screen and fiddle with them. Yes. Yeah. I need to, I'm looking forward to getting out and going on some uh, photography dates with, uh, with Emily. She likes uh, photography. Kate does as well to an extent, but, uh, well, Emily that, is the artist of the family. Yes, yes. Uh, of course, she's she's uh, doing her classes at MATC, uh, all distance learning right now. But uh, she, but just just when I uh, headed over here, she was working on her laptop in Photoshop. She's taking a class on color and 
understanding color and the difference between RGB and CMYK and HSE and all these different things. And she was making her own color chart for something. And like, wow, she's really diving into it. Uh, yeah, that's that's like from the ground up learning it. Yes, uh, at least that that class is, and it, it's one of the prerequisites for some of the other classes that she wants to take. Uh, but color is important. People people don't realize uh, how important color is because most of the time people see the end result of somebody who knows about color having made color decisions. It's when you see something that has been colored by somebody who has absolutely no idea what they're doing. That's the, the default type of person. Yes, yes. Um, then you find yourself <laughs> shaking your head and going, oh my uh, it's kind of like, uh, you know, color is one thing. Most most people have no understanding of colors and complementary colors and contrasting colors. And, uh, you know, there, there's, there's a whole science to it. There's color wheels and all that good stuff. Um, and, and most people have no appreciation of, of that. Uh, fonts are another one. People mix fonts up when they make, when they make, when people make small posters for things. Um they'll put lots of different fonts on there. Classic design says two at most three fonts. Um, if you can get away with one, that's, that's best. But people will just splat different fonts on there or they'll use Comic Sans, which is the... <sighs> Be very descriptive now. Um, yeah, you, well, Comic Sans is, is patterned to look like the the text that you would see in comic strips, hence the name. But people use it on business documents or they'll use it on posters in, uh, in inside companies. And it's like, uh, are we not professional here? Well, <laughs> it, it there, just... there's the old statement, less is more. Oh, so true. So true. And I I saw that in, and I could tell by response, in the ads that I would put together. Lisa and I would put our ads together and then submit them photo-ready to the newspaper because we wanted it to be a certain, have a certain look to it. Yes. And certain items on it. And so we kept the fonts very simple, very easy to read. You know, it's nice to put all these really fancy fonts together it may look good. Oh, yeah. It's not a postcard. It's an ad. Yeah. Or like a picture. Something, you know, you need the picture to look Yes. Well, you're, you're, trying, to, you're trying to convey information. We have been rated. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We did check these two uh Did you like them? Oh, yeah. A lot of shooting. Well, I, I told you. I well, told yeah. You. I, I don't mind it. But I know it's all fake. So it's like those guys well, yeah. just got up, brushed themselves off, and washed their hands and used a little hand sanitizer, and away they went. Quite so. So you enjoyed those? Yes. So uh, for the for the audience, we were talking about uh, the movies Olympus Has Fallen and London Has Fallen uh, with Gerard Butler. Yes. He's a, he knows a lot of stuff. He's 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 a good actor. Morgan Freeman's in these too. I like. No, he, he's he does some actor. things as well. Yep. Yeah. And what was the last one? Uh, Angel Has Fallen. That just yes. came out last summer. Yeah, that one's not out on DVD yet, or at least not in the 
Walmart $5 bucket, which is my exclusive uh, supply of DVDs. I just go to YouTube TV well, and works. put it in my library. That works, too. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> are you still working on the other two? Yes, we have okay. not seen them yet. Once in a while, our uh, DVD player does not want to function upstairs, so we may just come down here. Sometimes it doesn't want to open, so we have to coax it, be gentle with it. Well, that's good. Um, one should be gentle with technology. Impact therapy is doesn't work as well on high tech as it does on classical combustion engines. It's not well. Even let's go back and uh, kind of show my age about beating on a TV with tubes to have that filament make the reconnection. Yeah. Hit it on the side. Hit it on the top. Oh, there it goes. True. That doesn't work so well with flat panel LCD displays. No. I have seen people, though, this is in, in, in comedies, just pick it up and throw it out the window because their football team lost. Yes, yeah, yeah, that doesn't help the performance of the, the display either. It helps out the retailer because then they have to go buy a new TV. <laughs> True. But the size of some of these TVs, you got to find a window big enough. Uh, well, there is that, yeah. It's just something you don't put under your arm and walk home with. Or jump on the bus with. No, no, I suppose not. But anyway, back so where were we? Yes, bettering ourselves. Um, you know, I've I've have been bettering myself on the ukulele, uh, picking up finger dexterity exercises. Have you uh, perfected anything by Iron Maiden or Motorhead yet? No, that's next okay. on the list. Maybe right. uh, Saturday, <laughs> which is tomorrow. That, this week kind of crept up on me. It, it's zooming by. Okay, so you're you're getting your finger dexterity in. You're you jump roping. Yes. Now that you shamed but me into it, you better be doing it. I did. I've also been doing some kind of stretches that uh, I I don't know if it's a shin splint or what. So I'm going to change that. And as I was jumping yesterday, it was hurting a little bit. So instead of 15 minutes, I cut it down to 10. Uh, so I think maybe I want to just stick with 10 for a while. Yeah, when you when you start something, you need to you need to ease into it gently. The temptation is to go diving in. Uh, so with my kettlebells, I had when I first started doing kettlebells, I'd worked my way up to the 54 pound one and. Um, and then a friend of mine sold me his 72-pound one because he was leaving the state and didn't want to have to haul it. That'd be, yeah, that's not a carry-on. No, no. <laughs> well, he, he got one of these big pod things and was, was filling it with stuff, and then they were going to, because they were moving to California. from Oh. But he didn't, he just didn't want to take it okay so so I bought it from him for, for cost uh, perfect effectively perfect condition and I, I jumped into starting using it well I'd been I'd only recently upgraded to the 54 pounds so switching to the 72 that was a bit more than I should have done and I kind of crinked or whatever term you want to use my uh, shoulder and elbow and so I have I took a long break from from kettlebells and now I'm getting back into them. Uh, I've been taking some supplements to 
help my joints heal faster. And uh, so now I'm I'm using my 36 pound kettlebell, and I'm just itching to bump up to the 54. But I'm trying to force myself to take it gently so that I don't hurt myself whilst trying to help myself. Right. One can exercise to the point of not having fun at doing it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I do enjoy the kettlebells and now that, you know, I've, my, my joints are uh, much better than they were and I'm forcing myself to stick with the lighter weight, I'm, I'm enjoying it again. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not enjoying the jump rope, though, but the, the calves on the back of my uh, legs are just, uh, yeah. I can, Burn a little I can, bit? I can feel them. <laughs> I can feel them by the end of my uh, jump rope session. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, I, I like exercising. Um, I want to get myself in good shape so when biking season comes around and stay at home is eased I can walk my bike over to Mr. Tiber half a block away and have him tune up my bike yeah I we're to. really fortunate around here to have some really nice bike trails although although having said that uh, we are um now where I where I used to live out in um, Waterloo Cedar Falls in Iowa, they had even more. They had a park with lots and lots of bike trails in. Our our park now, when we first moved to Dodgeville, Governor Dodge had relatively few limits on which trails you could mountain bike on, and then um, last time I I looked a year or so ago there are only two trails there you can mountain bike on it's pretty up and downhill you got to be in pretty good shape well yeah but, but still they before you could mountain bike on any of the trails as long as it was open uh, but now there's only two trails where you can mountain bike on and yeah they're they're, they're hilly and they're great but I've, I've i've biked on them before but um like ah i'm, I'm I'm not, not sure I'm happy about the fact that they say, oh, well, only these two. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe if you ask nicely, you can mountain bike on the, the riding trail that goes all the way around the park. Oh, the horse trail? Yeah. As long as you don't run up into a horse. Uh, well, that's true. That would hurt, so I would try not to do that. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, again, I, like we've, we've previously discussed, I need to get the, the bike fixed. Which I'd like to do myself, although we do have, as you pointed out earlier, uh, a uh, perfectly fine bicycle repair place. Oh, yeah, it's great. Visible from, can you see him from your front door? I can see him from my front door. Yes. So he's, he's pretty close. <laughs> well, yeah, you could just get out your front door, just scoop, scoop down the hill. You don't even have to pedal your bike. You could just coast No, that's true. Hill. I probably could coast all the way there. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and he does a fine job. He does. But I'd like to try fixing mine for the adding a new, or, or actually uh, rediscovering a previous skill that I had. I haven't changed a tire since I was a teenager on a bike. 
So was was it last year or the year before? I went to Quick Trip from from the house, five blocks away, maybe six, and I was putting air in the tire. The tire was to the point there must have been a crack in the inner tube. It popped. So I thought, well, that's not good. So I just said, all right, from here on in, I'll just take it to Mike's. He can, you know, grease whatever has to be greased and adjust what has to be adjusted, and I will be good to go. He'll take care of the gears, make sure those are working, functioning properly. If they need a little adjusting, Mike will do it. Yeah. The brakes, which are important on a 10-speed. See, I'm an old 10-speed guy with the really skinny tires. Less friction on the road for old guys like me. I think mine has 21 speed. And I don't think it has knobbly tires, but it has bigger, uh, what they call the composite. It's got a decent tread, but it's not the big knobbly Right. Trail riding tires. Gripping type yeah. of things. Uh, it's, it's still got fairly good grip, but it's uh, it's kind of a compromise. So it's, it's thicker than the road tires, but not as big as the uh, the normal mountain bike tires. Although I've seen some people, even around town, there's one teacher who uh, rides to school. Uh, I used to see her when I was driving the bus. And... Great big tires oh, on yeah, her. Oh, about the size of a Model T Ford. Yes, yeah, <laughs> huge tires. They're like, wow, okay. Well, was that was that one of those motorized ones? No, no, it was it was a. She was the motor. Yeah, it was not a huh. not an e bike. <laughs> so I mean, hats off to her. Oh yeah, because obviously that's a bigger tire, which which adds weight. Weight and so, friction. Yeah. But now let's get back to Waterloo and Cedar Rapids, Cedar Falls, and okay. Cedar Rapids. Cedar Falls. I've, Cedar Falls. I've been there. That's flat. Yes, but they had a really nice park uh, at the north end of Cedar Falls, which was less than five minutes ride from where we had an apartment when we lived there. We were married, and so I used to go riding uh, two or three times a week I would go I would ride over to that park uh, and ride through the trails in the park so yes I was flat I lived there for four years I was really flat oh yeah <laughs> no <laughs> arguing there. unless you're by the river if you're by either river it gets it's not so flat but yeah I went to college in Dubuque yeah that's there's there's yeah, a lot of hills there it's not flat in Dubuque no, no. but everywhere else once you get past you get out to Farley yeah. Cascade, yeah. Epworth. Oh, yeah. Flat. Yeah. Field Dreams, all that. Yep, yeah, flat. Yep, yeah, Dyersville. Yes. <laughs> uh, the uh, the Toy Museum, right? The Dyersville. I never went there. The Ernold Toy Museum. Yeah, they yeah. got into tractors and yeah. and things. They used to be all metal. And then they sold, Ernold sold to a bigger company. Got a lot of money for it, so I can't blame them. And I think they were made overseas. Oh, and they put a lot of plastic on it. That's always sad. It's like Tonka toys these days have more plastic on them than I remember from back when I was a lad. Well, the only plastic, or the, I have one that I gave to my son-in-law, Dave, who he displays. It's kind of rusted. It's an old pickup truck. And 
the only plastic on it, actually it's rubber on the tires. Everything else is metal. Except the plastic windshield. Yeah, if they even had a windshield, because sometimes it was just that bit would be open. But you're right. Yeah, that was the only that was the only part that wasn't metal. Oh man. Tonka toys are good. I had I had several Tonka toys and they're one of the few things that survived my childhood. <laughs> well, I survived it. But well, that's a good along, thing. Along with me, uh, the Tonka Toys, and uh, of course the Action Man, which is the British equivalent of G.I. Joe. Uh, oh, Action Man? Yeah, Action Man. That was the British guy? Yes. Were he and G.I. Joe friends? Well, I assume. We're, we're all on the same side now, well, after it, that small fallout back in 17-something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well there was now. one in 1812, too. Yeah, and then you were late for a couple of wars, but but we're still friends. Yeah, but we bailed your hind end out. <laughs> Twice, if I remember. Well, yeah, I guess that... And that, we did bail China out, too, when they had difficulties with Japan. And now look at it. <laughs> There's no gratitude in the world, is No, it? you turn your back for a, a minute and boom. Yeah. You help somebody out in a decade or a century later, they're just messing you up. That's right. Okay. I can't. I know. know. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, here we are in our basement, <laughs> the basement of the Wall Residence. And... Uh, also known as our recording studio. Well, the recording studio. Which I must say does serve very good coffee. Oh, thank you. That was given to me, or Lisa, he was Lisa and I, I can't remember, by our daughter Kristen, who has one. Ah, the uh, carafe? The carafe, yes. Okay, I thought you meant the coffee. No, that was a mis- This is dark Seattle stuff where I made a mistake and grabbed the wrong stuff, and it was in the wrong pile. Well, I, I like dark, bold coffee. Well, that's why I made it for you. So. But I don't like to make it really thick. I, I, I like this stuff. It's okay, but I like it just a nice... I don't want it to stick in on my tongue 15 minutes after I take a sip. <laughs> you don't want to be able to stand your spoon up in it. No, no. 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 Uh, anyway, you know, I when I texted you last night about getting together, I thought, oh, it's a nice night. Let's do it up by the fire pit. And there's some of our neighbors have been burning, so I didn't think that there was yeah, a no, there's a statewide fire statewide burning band. burning band. Yeah. Which, if we were just gonna have a fire, we've both got hoses. We, you know, we're both responsible. We we take care of it. But if you're going to be recording the evidence that you violated the statewide burning ban, that probably wouldn't be good. Right. <laughs> Exhibit A, your podcast episode. Oh, well, here are those flames in the background. And I think we need a pretty good uh, fire, a lot of heat, because the wood has been rained on. Yeah. yeah. Although the, it is starting to warm up a little bit. Uh, this morning, normally overnight we set the heat back, so this morning I got up and I turned the heat back up to where we normally have it for the day temperature, and the heat didn't kick on because it hadn't within the house it had not lost any heat that's a good thing it, it's a very good thing uh my wallet always appreciates it when the heat doesn't run overnight oh yeah yeah we we turn ours you say back i say down is that oh, an english thing back you turn your heat back i don't know i've just heard the term set back in this in this country i mean down is fine 
Were you talking to another English guy? No, no. Uh, well, you know, the problem is now, of course, that I've been in this country for 26 years. And so I, I'm at that uh, kind of strange gray zone where I don't remember which is, for some things, I don't remember which is British and which is American. <laughs> ah, well, you're multilingual. Uh, well, that's true. That is true. <laughs> There's a comedy um, YouTube I was watching about some middle-aged to older English people. And I have to listen very closely to understand what they're saying. One guy in this, they, in fact, it was captions. He was a mumbler, but he had his very, even more English voice than yours, or accent than yours. Well, I don't have much of it left, but... Uh... You want to start listening to some YouTube so you pick it up again. <laughs> well, my, my wife did suggest that I start listening to the uh, British World Service, the BBC World Service. Oh, sure. So that I could... Hopefully it would, would get my accent to come back, but I haven't been doing that. Maybe I need to. Yeah, I think you do. Take some English lessons again. I uh, Yeah. Well, that's how I managed to marry a pretty girl. I mean, she... Oh, uh, she liked your accent. She liked my accent. I mean, I, I like to think the rest of me is a pretty good package, but it was most <laughs> it was mostly the accent. Let's not, uh, let's not kid ourselves. Well, it's... Uh, <laughs> she must have had something for the English people. Uh, must be, must be. So. <laughs> but she stuck with me now, so so now I can sound like an American. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all. No, that's a southern accent. Well, we're in southern. Wisconsin. We say you guys up here. They say y'all yeah. down south. And there's a couple other things. <laughs> I've, like... I've said you, you guys as well. Uh, and then, oh, what was it the other day? Uh, okay, so here's here's something I've I've picked up. I now have this uh, verbal habit where I say, yeah, no. <laughs> a very polite no. It sounds yes. like... Yes, yeah, and I'm, 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 I'm wondering whether, is that a Wisconsin or a Midwest thing in general? It sounds like an answer to a very poor, logical... Well, I I, I, hear, I hear people say, well, yeah, no, I think it's just a verbal tick like y'all or, or you guys, but it's just something that people say, and yeah, no. Well, you probably understand. Well, okay, I can see that. It, it's You understand what they're telling you, but you don't agree with it. And you obviously have the authority, so have you used that to your, your children? Um... I now you're on the spot. No, I well, I, I have <laughs> I have a long history of uh, denying requests to my children. If you you could wheel a few in, they go, like, yeah, Dad has no problem saying no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't think it's that, but I I, I think the last few years, uh, and I I was having this conversation with somebody, and they they were asking about it. And, I, and I got to thinking about it and realized that I, I say that. And now every time I find myself saying it, I, I kind of internally chuckle. It's like, yeah, I've, I've gone pretty close to full native. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no after that. Right. Although I, I, still, I still have a few uh, 
Britishisms that refuse to die, so my alphabet still goes from A to Z. Okay. I still park the car in the garage. In the garage, yes. We have a, a garage. Yes. Well, that's okay. We still like you. And Thank my you. my Jeep has a boot and a bonnet. A what? A boot and a bonnet. I know what the bonnet is. That's the hood. Yeah. Oh, the bonnet is the hood? Yes. I thought that was the top? No. The rag top? No. What is the boot? The trunk. Oh. What do you call the rag top? You just call it the top. Even though it comes off? Or soft top, yeah. Oh, soft top. All right. Uh, I think like a Land Rover, the original Land Rover. Yeah, they they use some. You could get those with a with a soft top as well. Um, I'm not sure if I ever saw a Jeep Wrangler in England. There's a lot of Land Rovers, lots of Land Rovers. Well, that's because they make them there. Uh, yes, they do, and <clears throat> very popular they are too. And a, and a splendid vehicle. And if I could afford one in this country, I'd happily have one. But. Um, they also need a lot of maintenance. You have to be uh, either willing to spend a lot of money at uh, a dealership or willing to roll your sleeves up and fix it yourself, and I'm, and I'm neither. Yeah, and then you have all those black <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, I'm right between the two. I don't have the money and I don't have the skill, so I, I don't buy a Land Rover. But other than that, lovely vehicles. Oh, yeah. I, I'd happily have a Land Rover and park it right alongside the Jeep. Oh, I'm happy with our Escape and... The old uh, Dodge Caravan that has been paid for over 200,000 miles on it. Ah. But you need a good mechanic to take care of that. In fact, uh, my mechanic says, this vehicle is not going to die under my watch. And I says, great, that's just (laughs) what I want to hear. But it's been paid for, and the value of it is not very much. So... Let's just keep it running. If, I, if it can get me out to Governor Dodge State Park, maybe over to Blue Mound State Park and back, I'm happy with it. Down to Mineral Point and back, not a problem. But it did move a lot of kids to and from college and from apartment to apartment, to apartment and house to house and apartment to yep. house. I remember you... Uh calling me over on several occasions to help put stuff in it to take to kids. Yes. So I've helped you load that up a few times. And from <laughs> from my mother's uh, estate also, I remember a, uh, a sleeper sofa that weighed quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That was down here until we got the two futon. And, and, a, and a very nice futon it is, too. Well, yeah, it had to be Futons assembled. are great for a, uh, a den like this, because... Then if you do find you've got far too many bodies for the, the available rooms in the house, you just pull it out and go, there you go. Oh, and this is a nice thick one, too. This yeah. is like a 10-inch thick futon cover, or futon mattress. I think ours might be slightly thicker than that. Ours is like 12, 12. It's pretty good. I take naps on it occasionally. and it's. it's oh, this is a great comfortable. napping yeah. uh, futon. I've done that here. Well, I think we probably talked about bettering ourselves yeah. so much. Are we, are we better now? Why well, I would think so. <laughs> <laughs> With all the words of knowledge I've gotten from you. You now know the difference between a boot and a bonnet. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes, I do. Yes, but you, know you are what? a better human being now. I'll probably forget it about half hour after we well, we cease know. our talking. <laughs> I'll just keep telling you every time. All right, yeah. We're All right. right. Okay, folks. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy the week, and may it go swiftly. And let's hope we can all get out and uh, talk to each other and start shaking hands within a couple weeks. Until then, be good, be safe, and follow directions, which means conform. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I hope that you enjoyed hanging out with us. 